Hello and welcome to another episode of The Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. This time is a very, very special episode because I'm here uh, with the CEO of Fundertex, Daniel. What's up? Everything good? Yeah, great. Thank Thanks you so for much. for having me. <laughs> Amazing. And we are also in a special place, which is uh, PodFest Berlin. And we have an audience. Please make some noise. <laughs> There's thousands of people here. Uh, I'm feeling a bit... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this is real. This is uh, for real. So, um, yeah. The, the goal today will be like uh, another WB interview where... We have a founder, and we'll be he'll be sharing the ups and downs of his journey. Um, he's the founder of uh, Wundertex, which is an amazing tool. It's a tool that I've used myself when I was living in Germany that basically makes taxes really simple. I remember that the only time I actually had to pay taxes was when uh, actually my friend Stephanie that's here, she helped me do taxes the old way through the through the, like the. Is it called Ersta website? Yeah, Ersta. Ersta website. Uh, but since then, I've made a lot of money with your tool, so I'm really excited. And uh, Daniel, <laughs> I will start by asking you to just share a little bit about yourself, uh, like uh, what's your background, some uh, short introduction, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was actually uh, born in Hong Kong. Uh, my okay. dad's German. My mom's from Taiwan. Mm. Uh, I grew up in Hong Kong, went to the German school. Uh, okay. And when I was 18, I moved to uh, to Germany to study business near uh, Koblenz, which is halfway oh, between. I love Koblenz. Really beautiful. Yeah, you've been? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Wow. Do you know, you know the big statue of Kaiser Wilhelm? Uh, is it by the the river? Like yeah, the, yeah, 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 the big sure. big statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, it's pretty impressive and pretty controversial. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, because it's the emperor that you know uh, with uh, the war and right, yeah. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, and then I studied business. I went to uh, 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 Hong Kong afterwards. Mm. Um, did worked for Rocket Internet, uh, Food Panda. Uh, oh. I did finance there. Um, which was f a great, great learning experience mm -hmm. um, because I think we're going to talk about this. It's it's going to be yeah. a recurring theme, but uh, as a founder or, or when running a company, you're basically always worried about can you pay salaries, can you pay your bills, right? Yeah. yeah. And we were basically um, in Hong Kong and it was a focus market of, of Food Panda and they said like, okay, hey, you know, just grow. And whatever you need at mm -hmm. the end of the month in, in, in cash, we will send it to you. So what we did was, you know, we hired a bunch of drivers. We uh, got a new office, et cetera. And at the end of the month, every month, we were just like writing an email to Germany saying like, okay, we need this amount. It's crazy. And then three questions. Yeah. And then that amount came. So mm -hmm. we, it was like a playground for us mm -hmm. uh, to uh, in entrepreneurship and in, in, in company building because we didn't have to worry about the you know yeah the, the money part the money yeah. part mm -hmm. we could we could actually just build mm -hmm. uh, yeah and then i went to uh to berlin uh, as you do if you want to be in the startup scene yeah yeah and i uh was was jobbing about around a bit and then me and an old uh university mate we we met up and he was like hey i have this you know idea let's do let's do taxes for for students okay 
so there was there's this thing like whoever's been to German university they always have these seminars for students mm-hmm. to get back their taxes and they tell you what you can deduct from your taxes uh, so you can get money back later when you start your job and basically these guys okay. are just these insurance salesmen yeah. they tell you what you can deduct they don't tell yeah. you how to you can deduct it uh, and at the end of the day they try to sell you an insurance that right. you don't need why do you need to pay taxes you don't need a... to pay that's the thing uh, so you can just get money back there's a so there's this tax feature i would say that not mm-hmm. a lot of people know about which is as a student you can uh, if it's your second study so if it's a master or if you've done an a- apprenticeship before yeah. that you can actually deduct a lot of costs uh, that you've accumulated during your studies from your from your taxes and have like a negative income basically ah. so you have a loss carry forward okay for once you get a job or like right right when you, you're for that year when you're okay. actually handing it in so let, let me ask bidash do you know this because you went to school here was it something you, you never did because um, depending on the state you're in 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 germany so they might have different facilities for you in, yeah. i started in bremen yeah and there if you go to finance amt and say, hey, I'm a student and I want to do my taxes, they just do everything for you, right there. Okay. And well, then you just get the, if there is anything to be paid, then they just say, okay, you need to send this to us, or they just, yeah, you just get it back. Well, people in Bremen are nice, because mm. in yeah. Berlin they <laughs> would tell you to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so the thing is, like, you, you what you do is you hand in your, your, your costs, so, so, and this is, everyone's like, oh, but what costs did I have? But it's actually, if you go for an exchange semester in, uh, I think Norway is the highest rate. Um, if you do an exchange semester in Norway, you get 80 euros per day. Wow. Um, that y- up to 90 days that you can deduct from your taxes. Wow. And uh, basically all that money, once you start working, uh, is deducted from your gross salary and mm-hmm. you get the difference back in taxes. That's the short version okay. of it. And your friends, he knew about this? No, we, like, we both knew about it. Oh, you both it. knew. Yeah, but he okay. was, uh, so he told me like, do you get? Do you remember that seminar? That was where they tried to sell yeah. us the insurances we don't need. Yeah, uh, and then we we were like, oh yeah, of course. And then we sat together and we were like, okay, let's build a tool actually yeah. for the students to 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 do their oh, okay. ta- to hand in their taxes. And it was the the beginning of the idea of what became then Studentensteuer actually. Studentensteuer. <laughs> okay. So before getting into that, I would like to understand more uh, about like I have all these a bunch of questions about backgrounds and everything. What is the biggest difference uh, between, you know, growing up and living in Hong Kong and, and Germany? I guess there's probably a lot of differences. But like in terms of mindset, in terms of culture, what would, like, what would you pinpoint as the biggest difference? Uh, where to begin? Um, so, like, whoever's ever, like, been to Hong Kong, you will notice how fast everything is and mm-hmm. how how how. I wouldn't say chaotic, but it's just very, very fast moving everything, mm-hmm. and and it can get can get overwhelming. So I would say, like also the mindset of a lot of people is just a much more, you know, it's 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 quite fast paced, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, very competitive in Hong Kong okay. as well. Yeah, it's okay. it's uh, it, it's there's a lot of uh, talk and and thought about money uh, mm-hmm. is definitely a thing in Hong Kong, uh, yeah. which. I mean, who's ever been there will know that you know, like property prices are, are very, very high. It's it's a, one of the biggest centers of finance yeah. uh, and and trade uh, of 
of the world is I think the third largest financial hotspot. Uh, mm. So it's 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 very very compa- competitive. Is that good that. or bad? I mean. <sighs> Depends who you ask, right? right. <laughs> like uh, for an entrepreneur, let's say for an entrepreneur. I mean, this is a this is a whole different Pandora's box. I think in Hong Kong, there's a big tendency from from a cultural perspective. I mean, this is the stereotype, right, for of an Asian mother who says you should <laughs> either you be- you become a banker or a uh, <laughs> you become a, a doctor, a banker, or a lawyer, yeah. and that's very very prevalent in, yeah. in Hong Kong in the mindset. Like it's a, it's a stereotype for a reason. And uh, in Portugal, is the same. I think. Yeah, I think in Portugal is also. You have like these professions where be like, okay, you need. That's what you should do, and then when you say like I don't, I want to be an artist or something, yeah. it's they're like you're crazy. Or, <laughs> I want to be a soccer player, and I was uh, could have been the Cristiano Ronaldo. <sighs> well, you, well, you're you're definitely more handsome. Than yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Wow. <laughs> thank guys. Please. Leave. Uh, so I think is it Germany like Stephanie? Then I'll ask you. I Did, the same here. Like, I wait, wait, wait. Let's uh, pass the microphone. I would argue it's the same here. Like I studied North American studies and I think the biggest issue that my parents uh, took with it is that I couldn't name a profession attached to it. Like even if it's something like plumber, at least they have an idea of what that is. But if you become a doctor, if you become a doctor or a lawyer, it's the same. Your parents will be very proud. Engineer in Germany. My brother brother is an engineer, (laughs) so yeah. Oh, let's not get into that. Um, no, so so there's a lot of pressure from families, and I think like entrepreneurship. I I mean I get it. In Germany, it's also it's a quite traditional way. Like if you're not an engineer, but in Hong Kong, it's yeah. like it's it's also a bit more of a of an issue of you know, can you pay rent? You know, or do you have to? You know, everyone's seen those pictures yeah. of the tiny houses, uh, the tiny apartments, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and everything. Um, I mean, a lot of Hong Kong young people have they don't they hate it right mm-hmm. like they they're moving to Malaysia or to, right. to, to Thailand because they can afford afford places to live and just don't mm-hmm. have that high paced competitive yeah. thing so I mean the it depends who you ask right like mm-hmm. quality of life if you want to is definitely on average better in Germany definitely mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but uh, I mean and uh, relating to entrepreneurship uh, there's just there's not that much going on in Hong Kong I would say for the for the scale of of you know, finance and everything mm-hmm. that they have. Yeah. Uh, because you, you don't want, like, <laughs> you failed your family if you become, you know, yeah, if you yeah. chase something weird. <laughs> True. So when did you kind of, because it seems that you've been an entrepreneur almost from the start. Uh, yeah, to much to the chagrin of my mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is that something that runs in your family? Is there some, like, entrepreneurial background? I'm always interested in understanding, like, where kind of did you figure out that, yeah, you just want to build stuff and you don't want to work for others? Like, do you remember when is like, your first idea, your first business? How did it come to be? Um, I don't think that... So, so in general, my family's not very entrepreneurial. Okay. Um, they're, I mean, my, my dad was a manager at Metro in, in Hong Kong mm. and for sourcing. My mom's a, a, a Chinese tutor. Mm. Mm, but I I do think like during my studies there was very much like the you know the when you study business at, at my school right like there's you 
can become a consultant. Like most people become a consultant most, or, or like go to a bank or, you know, do like entrepreneurship. And I just had that feeling. I didn't necessarily have the feeling of I don't want to have a boss, mm. um, but more of that, you know, building something, which was yeah. which is just exciting. Mm. You know, it was yeah. exciting to I, I mean, I always had this affinity to tech. Right. Like, I mean. This sounds super lame, but, you know, l- watching the Apple keynote with my dad yeah. <laughs> as a kid. Uh, but like, I always funny. had these affinities to, for, for innovation and, and, and building stuff. And, and that was just very exciting once you get the taste of it. At our, because our, our university is very entrepreneurial, WHU. Mm. And lots of founders are, are, are okay. in Berlin are, are graduated from there. So it was very exciting to hear those yeah. stories. And I think, yeah, it's also... After the, the experience with Food Panda was that kind of sparked, you know, that yeah. excitement. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, so from from my side, um, my dad is an entrepreneur, uh, my grandfather, my both both grandfathers. So I kind of have this uh, background, and I'm always excited to hear like people that didn't have this and. I guess we'll figure out because you cannot ask them, right? So for me, yeah. if I have some questions, especially about Texas uh, in Portugal, I can ask my father and so on. Um, yeah, so let's get into back to our storyline. So you come with this idea of building a tool uh, to help students declare their taxes, get some money back. Um, so you're, you're, you you don't have a coding background, right? No. You, did the co-founder have like no. so how do you build just tell me tell me the story uh what were the next steps uh, when you decide okay maybe you can do something here what are, what are the next steps so the next step was to look at the most basic basic uh version of what would work like nowadays you would call it an mvp yeah uh but what we did was we looked at okay what would a student typically, you know, what, what was the bare minimum what they needed to hand in to do a tax return, mm-hmm. right? So we, we actually built it in Excel wow. uh, so that That's you cool. can, you know, mm-hmm. type it. And then we gave it to a freelancer. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a, uh, a... How long did it take to build the first uh, version? Like a month. A month. A okay. month, one and a half, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Uh, so quite fast. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was very, very bare bones, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it was... Uh, you couldn't like put in your 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 income or anything mm. like it was just for those students that really didn't do anything and just had costs yeah just to get that so the minimum minimum and then what we did is we actually uh used facebook groups so we okay. went on facebook and we did uh we posted into groups saying like hey we built this tool do you guys want to test it out we can't do this 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 mm-hmm. but like um here's a quick also a quick guide why you should do it yeah and it just went completely viral really like it was it was insane like the students started like resharing it we had a we had a a telephone number on our website for help and they started like calling us i was doing all the customer support the whole time yeah uh and it was it was exciting because like suddenly you know like it worked like Mm, people were interesting interested in it yeah and then we uh, we're able to raise a, a, a round of funding with oh, uh, right angel investors, okay. which we, yeah, because the, I mean, the numbers look great. We also mm. did a bit of marketing and like, is, mm. I mean, the numbers were insane. Like yeah. we, I think we paid one euro per sign up okay. back then uh, on the website, which is, which is unbelievable <laughs> if we think about it now. And 
the customer like it was it went so so it it, it grew so fast uh, that we said okay like I think we're really we're really onto something mm -hmm. here. I mean, we we yeah. raised the first round founding round round with with angel investors, okay. and then we we hired a CTO. Uh, okay. So uh, before we get into that, I have a question here. And by the way, if anyone has has questions, uh, you can just like raise your hand and we'll give you the microphone. Oh, <laughs> right, right, Sven. Do you have a question? Uh, yes. You can move here. Maybe you just it's easier. Uh, I think it's more interesting, more interactive if we right away get, get some questions. So this is Sven, he's a uh, regular in the podcast, so. <laughs> so I have a question about um, the transition from having your Excel to actually having a business model. Yeah. How did you, so you had this Excel everywhere and then you had to say, okay, now you pay. No, no, no. How, did, how did that jump happen? Uh, so we didn't have it everywhere. It was an Excel that we built for as a, it wasn't our MVP, it was our design of the MVP. And we took that Excel and went to a freelancer to build the MVP uh, because we wanted on, that yeah. students could actually send it to the government. Uh, so there's an API, a government API by the by yeah. the tax authority, um, and we wanted the first, even the first iteration, to have that feature that you could actually send it uh, send it digitally to the to the tax office. So the Excel was just our our design of the MVP, which then a freelancer built, mm -hmm. and then, uh, but we didn't have a business model; it was for free. <laughs> so okay. uh, we we raised our first round based on it being free. Of course, this was also a bit of a challenge because a lot of customers were like, "What are you doing with my data?" And you know, uh, so we had a lot of people like yeah, German customers, German really customers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really hard, yeah. but. Uh, I mean, we weren't doing anything with the data because yeah. we had like you know, selling to Facebook, so <laughs> normal things. You know? That was actually a thing. Like recently, a, a American tax uh, tax software company sold data to Facebook for marketing, so no they way. could use it for marketing purposes. That's yeah. crazy. So you went from a uh, 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 zero revenue to angel investors, and then got your uh, funding round with like no financial, no financial kind of. Exactly. One thing, and my co-founder Jean is here as well, uh, and I guess we'll try to clarify this. This is something we're always discussing. So, um, it's been like two years for me since I like dropped my my job to focus 100, and I've learned a lot on, about entrepreneurship. In the end, I think the biggest lesson for me was that you just need to try a lot of things yeah. and and try to find attraction that you have never seen before. And if you say like, how can you describe that? Like, you'll know. Because I've had, we had many projects before, and it was super hard to get ten people on the website, you know, something like per day or something. And suddenly we released Pod Squeeze, and we're getting a lot of traffic. And immediately we saw, okay, there's something here. My question is, um, do you agree with this first of all? And where do you start when you're coming up with ideas? Do you start with uh, the problem, which is what I always say to Jean, like we need to solve a problem. We need to figure out the problem and solve it. Or what, what would be if you now have to start another business? Like what would be your mindset to come up with the idea uh, in the first place? So I, I, I think at the company like that we're running like fast forward to now we're still running very much based on like problems right like we're we're okay. not based on like oh I have this crazy idea let's do 
a wonder coin and yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> like to, for so people can buy their tax get free tax returns if they buy our crypto shit coin mm. i don't know you know like we, we still try to do very much like what is a problem that our customers are facing Got right it. every yeah. startup out there is trying to solve or <laughs> Every good startup out yeah. there is trying to solve an issue and, and focusing on that and not so much on the solution, right? I mean, um, yeah, the the problem is more important than the solution because you can have multiple solutions. Maybe one solution doesn't work, but then you just implement another one. And if the yeah. problem exists, eventually it will sell. And that's yeah. what happened with with uh, the first version of Wunderdach. Exactly. But there there is that there is that notion, you know, like the old saying with... Uh, if I would have asked my customer what the customers what they wanted, they would have said faster horses, yeah. right? But I, I think what do you think of that saying? I, I think it's it's well, it's overquoted. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, but, I've heard it so many times. But it's it's also, in my opinion, too sh- too little thought because you still need to ask your customers. You you know, like it's a lot of first exactly. first time yeah. entrepreneurs are like. Yeah, they, for, especially first-time entrepreneurs quote that and are like, oh, you know, like Steve Jobs had a vision. He's, yeah, he did an yeah. iPhone. He did an iPod. And bah, I put yeah, it on the market yeah, yeah, and yeah. his people bought his vision. And that's why I'm building my vision and not talking. Like the thing is, if you if you've talked to customers, you, you still need, I, I think the quote is it's true in the sense that they would have said that. Yeah. But it's untrue in the sense that you don't, shouldn't talk to your customers, because yes. at the end of the day, the customers would have said, "Oh well, this horse, like I don't really like that. It's you know pooping all the time, it's, like <laughs> eating too much, and like, and then it has to rest the whole night. I want to drive in, uh, uh, drive, <laughs> and then I, be like, aha, I want to ride in the night, and like you know, they, they would have complained about the stuff that is bugging the horse." They wouldn't yeah. tell you what it is. So yeah. like, they would tell you what's bugging you about it. And then you would go back into your and, and think about, okay, hmm, what could I build yeah. that solves What is really the problem issues, they want? Yeah, right? yeah. What is the problem they have? And yeah, what can actually solve that? So I, I think that's more the, the process that, that I have when it comes to like new ideas or also talking to like first-time founders or young entrepreneurs yeah. uh, is, is that's like having a vision is great like fantastic you know like like, if you have a crazy vision like go for it but don't forget you you're you're out here building a business and like you need need to build a product that actually people want yeah it's yeah it's a great point so you clearly had a product that people wanted um and what what fan said is interesting so you are not making money right away and you raised money. How much money did you raise at first? Uh, I think it was a quarter quarter million. Quarter million, which is really good, right? So, uh, how did you convince them? Like, w- did you show the numbers? Like, what is the process to find even an angel investor? Uh, yeah, at the end, of, like, I mean, back then we were still pitching a studentensteuer erklärung, okay. uh, and a lot of angels were like, "Oh, this is this is very small. Like, this is," but then. Like once we started being like, oh, hey, no, like tax returns is actually like the bigger thing, and there's a it's, it's a mm-hmm. huge problem that people are, you know, everyone hates taxes. Nothing mm-hmm. is certain but death and yeah, taxes. Yeah, right? I, I love that <laughs> saying, and it's a huge problem. And people, and like the angel investors, they they saw that, and then when, when we showed like the customer growth curve, that was that was what convinced them. But having said that, like that was 
e- that was possible for the first round, right? For, okay. For for angel investments, mm-hmm. uh, for for the angel investors, but uh, we didn't make any revenue, right? So mm-hmm. so at some point that money was just running out, right? So how did you use that money to build the platform? Uh, we spend a lot of money on marketing and on uh, on hiring tech. Okay. Mainly tech. Yeah. And in in terms of marketing, so I guess you moved away from the Facebook groups? No, no. no? I got blocked like five times. Uh, <laughs> I was about to ask that. Like because if every time I tried to go on Reddit, like I've been banned from so many yeah. groups on it. I have I think forty five accounts now. <laughs> but there is a Tiago, no. Like how do you I no, I had to upload my passport a bunch of times. No, it I mean it was like at some point of course we stopped because you know the, we ran out of groups <laughs> but like also we didn't you know it it, it didn't scale right oh, like yeah. Was, yeah uh but we did a lot of facebook marketing uh did a lot of you know information we did built a lot of content uh, for students saying like mm-hmm. hey you should do the t- this uh tax return right. because you can yeah. get this tax bonus uh we did a lot of like affiliate partnerships uh Google was expensive back then for a company that didn't make money but you know yeah. if people were searching for s- tax returns mm-hmm. they were actually like you know interested in doing a tax yeah, return of course nobody does that for fun mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> maybe someone for fun just searching yeah. on Google <laughs> I yeah. didn't really need it must but <laughs> be a, a masochist yeah, yeah. but uh, so yeah, that was that. That was like our marketing mix. Okay. We, we did a lot of, what we learned uh, also at the beginning is like uh, because we would had s- such a problem software. I would call it mm. uh, people weren't like w- when we gave out flyers or something like they weren't interested. Okay. Uh, but if if it was you know clickable, it was very easily accessible, yeah. accessible in small bites. They would actually you know yeah. then do it. It's and, something that people they are. They they will converge really well, I assume, when they are doing their taxes or it's that time of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our, if they are on the, whatever doing something else, so hey, you just do your taxes. Like I don't care about it. Our right? best day of the year is the deadline. Yeah, like by far, <laughs> it's insane how like. What, that, give me some numbers. Like is like how does the traffic increase? Like what oh, ten this, times? So or? this year, the final day made out made up. Or let let's say the final three days made up five percent of our revenue of our year, yearly revenue. Yeah. Wow. It was <laughs> it was sick. So just uh, I don't know, go some party and uh, take I mean, all we this were, money like time. We were yeah. sitting there just refreshing the yeah. browser, <laughs> like looking at like uh, like people watch football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> football results. <laughs> like we were just updating. Yeah, like, yeah. Where is it going? Yeah. So okay, you. So you were two at first. You got this, you know, first uh, seed money. Yeah. Uh, how did the company grow? Like, um, did you start hiring? And yeah, we hired. We hired a bunch of, uh, like, I mean, we we hired a bunch of people. Um, okay. But like I said, we didn't make revenue, and then we actually went out to try to raise more money. Okay. Um, but why didn't you start asking for money or like taking a a percentage? So or? so so that was the thing, right? Like we tried to, f- we tried to do. Like think of like more innovative um, monetization models. So we were thinking of like you know, not tax bonus to 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 do a loan on that or something, so that students would get it Im- get the money immediately. Mm. Uh, and once they actually start uh, start working, they can 
give us uh, give us that back because right. and the security was like the tax uh the tax bonus mm-hmm. we were thinking of like those kind of business models but at the end of the day uh and and a percentage revenue model but the problem is that we weren't tax advisors and only tax advisors would be able to ah okay fi- like, w- Get we couldn't do it yeah. that, that's okay. the thing right uh so what we actually did is we uh, we tried to raise around mm-hmm. with with uh, Series A investors because you know we thought with our traction of user growth we could actually you know raise, but the investors said like but you guys don't have those network effects such as yeah. such as Facebook that right. you know, or what do, year was this? That was two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So you guys don't have those those network effects that other company like social media companies have or or like N N twenty six or you know mm. where you know the more users you have the better yeah the better the network works. Like we didn't have that. We it was a it was a straightforward business model. Uh, a, a funnel where people, you know, signed up and did their taxes up. And that was a deal breaker. And that them. was for for them they were like, well look, it's it's a great model, your traction is good, but you don't have that, you know, monetary traction and we don't bel- we don't think there's a network effect Crazy. at play here. Yeah. So what we did is actually very, very quickly we were like, Okay, let's damn, like this is we've heard this like three or four times. Let's try monetization. Right. Mm-hmm. And we just asked customers for um thirty five euros. Yeah, uh, per tax return, uh-huh. and what we saw is that actually the the conversion rate numbers like didn't really go down. Mm. Like the 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 customers were still paying for it. Yeah, uh, even though that's very interesting. Like yeah. before, it was free, right? Because they have no other. Op- what what would they do else? Or like, I they, mean, there are other tools out there as well. But like, what what we found out was just that. First of all, it gave us it gave a bit of trust because yeah. again we're in Germany, so yeah. a lot of people are like ah okay that's how you earn money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the second thing was that you know like you said there was there, the people were they heard of it they they know it's good, uh, and they knew it solved this problem. Yeah. And it was it was from a user perspective a user experience perspective the best tool out there for this specific target group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how. how can you do you remember the feeling of first starting to ask for money and suddenly seeing okay actually you are making money and people oh, are not dropping exhilarating it was it was it was crazy like we had a we had an iPad yeah. uh that was on and like <laughs> we put it against the wall and it just showed like the daily revenue numbers yeah. and it was like wow people like people pay like 800 euros today for our wow, service and we we're like crazy. holy shit this is cool <laughs> we're like they pay us yeah <laughs> we're just like a few few yeah. people in yeah. the room like yeah, it's insane <laughs> doing dick jokes i don't know <laughs> can, can you paint a picture of like how the office looked like like do you remember uh, yeah very clearly it was a uh, it was in the alexanderplatz in this yeah. uh, high-rise building um the not bikini. Uh, at the top, there's a bar. Okay. But it was like this little bikini bar. Weekend, weekend bar. Weekend yes, bar. Weekend okay. bar. And it was this co-working space. It was actually just the company that you know, like rented an office that was way p- too big for them. Yeah. And we had this little corner office that was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was always. It was like this little glass yeah. box. And it was so warm in there. Yeah. And yeah, we were we were in there just. How how was like how many people were working in the company? It was like five back then. Five, okay. Yeah. 
So not a lot. So it was uh, you, your co-founder, uh, uh, our, our CTO, uh, CTO, yeah, uh, and one developer and two in, uh, and two interns, so six people. Okay, okay. So then you started making money, and I guess then you could somehow have more proof that the business would work. And yeah, it was it easier then to to raise your ACs? Yeah, it was much okay. easier. So I think we had about fifteen VC talks. Wow, and then we. We closed. We had offers from three, and then we closed the deal on two of them. Okay. Yeah. And how much money did you raise? The A series back then it was quite small. It was uh, a million, I think. A million, just yeah. a million. One point four five. One point five. Okay. One point five. Sven, you have a question? Yeah, related to the investors. How do you make sure very early on when you're asking for money that surely if they see a potential, they'll try to negotiate and get as best deal for themselves? Yeah with regards to the uh, stake or whatever. How do you make sure that you think about the future, right? So you're, if we scale, and if we give them 25%, that's gonna to be too much down the line. How yeah. do you, how did you navigate that negotiation? Well, we told them exactly what you just said. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we told them, well, that's just gonna to be too much, mm. uh, right? But I mean, the thing is, of course, we were, I was, what, 24 back then, so, like we were still very young, so, and these were experienced investors, right? But we had angel investors that were very experienced entrepreneurs that were able to help us in these negotiations, and we had we had a lawyer on on call as well, uh, who helped us with these negotiations. But of course, like I mean, at the the thing is though that like to we had so 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 the thing is like once VC is a very one zero one game like either they're interested in your business or they're not right like even even if they're like on the fence and you give them a lower valuation there they'll probably be no right it was so it's it's either yes or no and then they try to negotiate uh and the thing is like once they're actually they want to invest in you like and you're you know you're 80 percent aligned you'll probably get to a deal somehow right and we we, we negotiated with them and the thing is, like, once they 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 want to invest in you, they're not exactly, you know, like you are also doing your due diligence on them, right? We also called like the the companies that they invested in and asked them like, how were they in the negotiation? Like, you know, how were they once you worked together? How how were they, you know, uh, in the next funding round and etc. Like, we also have to do our due diligence for them. Right. So if they're too much of an asshole, like you also don't want them to invest, right? What so, are the red flags that one should look for? So some potential red flags are, like you also said earlier, uh, the if they want too much percentage, if they are very hardball on, on like, questions of, of percentages and stuff like that, if they want very hard hard no for us for for me personally is like the uh the bad lever clause so-called mm. so some some vcs negotiate into the contract that they say if you leave the company you lose your shares mm. and that's always a hard no yeah for for me like if yeah. that's a red definitely a red flag because yeah. you know you're not yeah, enslaved to the company, right? right? Like and if, it worked for you. Yeah, we'll see that in the story. No, I mean, well. like, the, the thing is, like, if you if you leave, if you are with the company, right, and you get a you get this bad no, lever yeah, in there, yeah. and then you're working there for 
what yeah. ten, like five years or something and then you're yeah. like okay maybe this is not what i envisioned right and then you say you want to leave and they're like well then you will leave, lose all your shares that you've yeah. worked for the last five years yeah it makes and you'll sense. be like okay well then i'll, I'll just stay and do nothing stay and do nothing exactly it doesn't make sense. sense for any side so yeah, like if point. a if yeah. a vc puts that into the the contract in my yeah. opinion that's an like that's a instant like uh-huh. no yeah. From my side. Yeah, makes sense. So now, 24 with 1 million in the bank. Yeah. Describe that feeling to me because I don't know <laughs> what it feels like. <laughs> I would love to know. I mean, it was, <laughs> uh, we could do stuff, you know, yeah. like we could get an office, yeah. get a ping pong table. And, <laughs> and it was that part of the culture uh, to, like, because, like, a lot of us here, we worked at uh, Trivago. The culture was like, I learned how to play kicker at Trivago. <laughs> and then ping pong. No. Uh, not, not, I mean, wh- what was the idea for you when you're like envisioning the culture of the company? I mean, I mean we we also had it, but like, uh, Trivago was a diff- is a different stage, I would say. So they yeah. also have yeah, a yeah. bit more, you know. Uh, I mean, we were... Uh, yeah, how, how was the culture back then? Uh-huh. Good quite Like, I mean, we worked, we still worked a lot, right? It was, yeah. it was before, actually, like after the round, the pressure was on to mm. like actually spend the money, mm. right? There was the pressure was on to, to do marketing and hire people. Interesting. So that's something that you feel like, okay, I need to spend this money. I, yeah. I have this money in the bank. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Cannot be seated. Ah, interesting. Hundred percent. The, I mean, the VCs, like you pitch, to the VCs, I need this money to grow more to grow yeah. faster to do yeah. to do all these features that I want to yeah. want to do uh, and if you take the money and you're like oh well we didn't do any of yeah. them <laughs> they're going to be like yeah. what the hell man yeah. like that's what we gave you the money mm-hmm. for so there was that pressure to 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 build mm-hmm. to build the stuff that we So what what did you do promised marketing hired marketing we hired a bunch of people we grew the team to 30 people okay uh, back then yeah uh, so from five thirty, yeah, to yeah. thirty, okay. uh, and yeah, that's that's we we moved to a new office. We threw a bunch of cool parties. Yeah, <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't. But it wasn't like uh, like we didn't do that yeah. much kicker. Uh, or, okay, uh, but we 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 cool parties. Yeah, was we there, did. Was a, any a police ever. police involved? Yeah, there ever? was uh, one or twice. <laughs> or two twice they stopped it. But <laughs> is it is it true that once they joined you in a in a party? It could be. <laughs> Maybe I remember vaguely. I don't know. I'm not sure. Who told yeah. you that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and so, as the CEO, you, you're the CEO, right? Uh, you, yeah, I, I was uh, co-founder with a okay. with uh, yeah the club classmate of mine. Yeah. How do you do? By the way, how do you decide which one is the CEO? Do you like fight to the death? <laughs> yeah, we, everyone gets a small knife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was. I, I mean, you. It's a. It's a good question because a lot of people. In a lot of dynamics, it's pretty natural. It's pretty organic mm-hmm. because yeah. the CEO is normally the one that's you know like a bit more outgoing. That's the one that yeah. talks to the investors. That's the one, and the COO like the operating is the normally the more inward facing like that's that's a lot of the constellations mm. that i see right like mm. one more outward facing one more in, internal facing and at the end of the day it's an it's just a title though yeah so like i i know one company uh 
they do uh, data protection. They they're both co CEOs, okay. right? But one is definitely more the C yeah. OO type. The other one is more the right. outgoing type. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's cool. So, like, don't get hung up on titles. Is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, makes sense. Doesn't really matter. So, then thirty people, the company started to to grow, and um, I guess when was the time when things kind of stopped going in the direction that you were happy? Um, so basically, uh, me and my co-founder, we were very differently motivated. Mm. Uh, so he was very much driven by fear. Uh, okay. So like he, or uh, fear is maybe a harsh word, but he was he was very he was more conservative, much more conservative than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, what was he f- uh, fearful about? That it won't work out. You know, okay. fear, fear of failure, I would say. But okay. like at, at the end of the day, like you know, we worked very well for for mm. a year, one and a half. Um, but I wasn't exactly happy uh, yeah. in, in that constellation because like I was I was under you know like we, we we got VC money, we raised that money we to 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 grow to to hire people and. This is also kind of like, like the VC ride. Mm. You, they do expect you to, you know, like they expect you to grow, raise another round, expect you to grow more, raise yeah. another round until you can't, right? Until you reach the, the the revenue level where you kind of have to, you know, turn ship mm. and basically uh, get profitable and mm. become a become a company. Yeah, that's that's I think when when startup scale up moves into becoming a mm. company. Um, some companies they can grow unlimited, right? Let's such as Uber. Uh, you know they're still not, pro- or maybe last quarter they were actually, but you know up until the, the the IPO they were still unprofitable because they were just able to grow more and more. Yeah. Right. And now they kind of hit the limit because there are just so many yeah. cars out there. Right. Uh, they they now they kind of have to get ah, profitable. Never thought right? about it. So the idea is that you keep growing and growing and growing, and you. You just invest all the money into growing. Yeah. And once you kind of reach a plateau, then you monetize. But then you no, start not monetize, but like actually. Yeah, not monetize. You're already monetized, but you actually you know stop you spending the, as instead much. Instead of going on the top line, you fix the bottom line. Ah, yeah. Okay, but then what happens with your customer base? Then it start like going down. Well, ideally not. <laughs> ideally, okay. you're, you're you're just you know stable or stable. growing on a much ah. growing on a much lower level, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so 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 you jump from round to round and try to you know mm-hmm. catch those growth and yeah. grow into your next valuation. I mean, this is what ha- what is happening right now on a more macro level, right? right. People don't uh, money is not that loose anymore. High interest rates, etc. And now they can't raise the next round. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's panicking, and a lot of co- business models out there don't really work. So a lot of people are panicking and right. like, you know, kicking out a lot of people and trying to get profitable out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you wanted to grow more faster, was it? And ba- basically, yeah. yeah. So um, so ba- basically that's what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. There was also another thing which was Tax Fix, which was a competitor of ours who started right. a little bit later than us. But yeah. they, what they did from the very beginning is they were always building for raising. So they had a... The, their tool could do way less than ours, but yeah. they were just, you know, it was a nice design. They had great investors, like yeah. much more uh, famous investors like Peter Thiel or, mm-hmm. or um, 
index ventures and stuff yeah. and they, they they raised much more money than yeah. than we did so uh so you so you're they were feeling growing. left behind are you a competitive person competitive you're feeling yeah like, okay. i would say so yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you have to have a certain yeah. base level yeah. of competitiveness so you're feeling like man like i want to i want to beat guys, them and i mean uh, well, these guys are breathing down our, down our neck yeah. that yeah, was yeah. a bit more the the market's large enough for multiple okay. players yeah, right yeah. but uh at the end of the day I wanted to, you know, like grow, spend money, and then yeah. raise the next round. And um, my co-founder was more like, in the sense of more conservative, to right. say. It. But but mm -hmm. we had, we did have those conflicts throughout. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was about two years in, and then at some point we also said, okay, let's. This is probably not working yeah. out long term, right? And then, uh, do you remember like, where did you have that conversation? Like, or is it something that just you know piled up or? Like you yeah, sit down one day and like you know we need to break up. Like, it's very <laughs> much marriage counseling. Yeah, yeah it's uh, you talk about stuff. You go through. Yeah, you know, talking about oh, what did you say in that meeting? And yeah, you know, like what do you, do you mean there? <laughs> you know, so you start getting upset, annoyed with things that normally wouldn't make you upset. Is that it? Yeah, kind of. And mm. like he was also like I'm. I'm not a very confrontational person and yeah neither was he and it was very much uh, built up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah and you would you know <laughs> yeah go go uh to a restaurant and then like both of us were kind of you know like going through the motions and talking yeah. about tired and not yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh but so essentially it, it 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 moved towards like us talking with our investors mm. um about it and coming to the conclusion that maybe we shouldn't work together anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably really tough. And so he kept the house and you <laughs> and you left. <laughs> the like, children, yeah. Yeah, he kept the children. And uh, uh, you end up leaving Yeah, uh, so, so, so I left Wundertax. Um, I mean, at, the thing is, like, he also had uh, the, the, the initial idea, right? So... Okay. And we did right. The, so this is the confounder started with you from exactly, the beginning. Exactly, yeah. it was kind of like the 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 argument at the end. Uh, and, and <laughs> it was it, my idea. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I mean, it was also okay, right? Like I, I didn't. Yeah, I, it was. I it. it was. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was emotionally at the point where I was also like, yeah, maybe something else is not too yeah. bad, right? And then I. Uh, did you think you could replicate Fundertex? Were you confident? Did you be like I can find not replica, not wonder text, but like an idea, a business? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I basically thought, right? Yeah. Like I was like, okay, then I'll just move on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, so, but like I mean, we had grown ups on board, like you know, our VCs, <laughs> our, yeah. our VCs were able to mediate, and they were they were fantastic. Yeah. Right. They were really good. They were really grown up about it. Talk. We did you know like the marriage counseling stuff so it's like but, you your co-founder and like a room of vcs and then like, right. a room of is sounds a bit a bit it wasn't like our thousand people audience right yeah. now <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was more of a it was more like three people of their on yeah. their side right, yeah talking to us uh but we uh Uh, no, so 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 like I mean, yeah, he, he he. They continued, and I I left the company, mm. and a friend of mine was who I worked with at Food Panda. He was like, "Hey, man, I have this project, and yeah. I don't have anybody to do it. Mm. And do you want to do it?" Yeah. And I was like, "Sure." <laughs> and then right I, away, 
Or yeah, more or less. It was way too short of a yeah. time in between. Yeah. And that was uh, a co-working space in Berlin. Uh-huh. And uh, that was that was a startup roller coaster again. <laughs> so we had to renovate uh, 11 and a half thousand square meters. Wow. Uh, f- and at the same time, service like three companies or something on two levels. It was, f- yeah. I think, 10 levels or something. Mm. And then renovate and then, you know, like s- at the same time, sell the office spaces and stuff like that. And I had nothing. I had, I had a lot of like funding from mm. f- from the get go uh, because the main tenant, which yeah. is Finleap, which is company builder for fintech companies, they gave us money for, 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 yeah. for uh, you know, renovating it and doing all of that. Uh, so I did that for a year, mm-hmm. um, which was extremely fun, but it was, yeah. you know, not long term thing because it was more of a like i like digital business models right like Mm -hmm. and we as we as we know from we work yeah it's it's co-working space it's a hard business it's not that yeah yeah it's it's a hard business and it's not that digital either right Mm. Uh, and then i went to amsterdam for four years uh to an old uh, old colleague of mine doing uh moving so it was a a moving platform uh for you also building it but not as what was your role i was cmo CMO, so okay. They they founded the company. Yeah. Uh, he and a classmate of his, and I mean, for for me emotionally, it was also like, uh, you know, I I I was living in Berlin for two and a half years at that point, yeah. and I was like, maybe maybe before I go into the next thing where I want to, you know, stay a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to stay in Berlin another, you know, few years? Yeah. So I said, nah, maybe maybe try something else. Yeah. And then I went to, I didn't get very far, so I went to Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> to Amsterdam. It's a great city. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Really cool city, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a lovely, lovely place. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, a lot of people know it as, you know, like the stagnant yeah. uh, yeah. city, but it's so much more. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's, you know, and there's also a lot of things happening there, I assume. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's there's a, a lot of stuff in, in like, uh, the, the startup world uh-huh. uh, going on there. And it was... Mm. Yeah, it was it was just a great yeah. experience being in Amsterdam and yeah. different Did, country. Didn't you f- miss being, you know, the driver, like on the wheel, and then being your your startup, or that that didn't matter much. No, it was it w- that was that was fine because I had a good relationship with them, okay. uh, with the yeah. two guys, and we we had all the decisions yeah. together. Yeah. And in the, mean, in the meantime, would you like be checking? Because you still had shares. Yeah. Uh, because you didn't go with that uh, bad lever clause. Yeah, bad lever clause. So you still had shares. Would you like checking what's what was going on with Wundertag? Yeah, I mean, we were on the same side now, right? Like, yeah. we were. We we, yeah, we just course. wanted the children to grow up in a, <laughs> in a good way. Yes. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was. I also told them like, hey, you know, we're we're now on the same side of the table. Like, I'm, I'm, I, if I can help with anything, like, let me know. Yeah. So yeah, we would have talks every now and then. Mm. Yeah. And. Uh, how was the business going while you were in while I was gone um it was it was a quite the telenovela <laughs> so essentially because i like i said with tax fix earlier uh they were raising you know everything and your mother so it was yeah. they, they had My so <laughs> <laughs> yeah they at their last round was in beginning 2021 uh, 2022 and it was uh, like a 100 no, wait, 220 million. So the, in total, they what? raised 330 million. That's and, crazy. I mean, they built a g- 
great company. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, they, they it's it's huge. It's it's uh, it's successful. But I don't know what they want to do. What like yeah. <laughs> they have five hundred employees. I don't know what five hundred yeah. employees are doing there. Uh, <laughs> if I'm honest, bling, bing bong. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So so so. Uh, so basically, Wundertax had a hard time raising the next yeah. round because you know, uh, the VC market is very much of like a a kingmaker market. Mm. So like you know, if if one company has basically the trust yeah. of the of the VCs, you, you know, Oliver Zumber yeah. of Rocket Internet said, always said, "You can't raise money on number two. <laughs> you know, like and it's and it's it's very true. Because yeah. So. That, and Wundertax felt that. So what happened was like they had a term sheet by a, a VC. They signed it. They went to the due diligence, and in the last second, the the new investor like dropped out. Yeah. And uh, that was tough. But uh, basically, my co-founder had to get like a new uh, a CEO on top because yeah. like the. Uh, or I mean, he didn't have to. Like, it was also like his his wish to do mm. it as well. Yeah. Right? And he uh, uh, he had uh, he and, and so basically, this new CEO came, um, and they got new money from the existing right. investors, and then they left the and and then basically, more or less, the whole company left mm. because this new investor was very much right. Yeah. That's when Roman left, right? Exactly at that time. Yeah. Do you? I'll just give you quickly the mic. Like, can you describe like when the CEO came and how the sh like the mood changed in the company? Was a bit difficult at the time. I mean, I was uh, leading the marketing team, and we have we were very open and very international as well. We're people from everywhere. Uh, usually, even though we we uh, build a German product for German customers, almost everyone was speaking German uh, English. But it was difficult with this guy because he was like uh, this typical. German manager f coming from a big uh, telephone company <laughs> with another type of uh, um, attitude and ideas. So it was very, very difficult for us to get yeah. along with him and yeah. like have the same conversations we felt observed uh, all the time. Mm -hmm. So at some point we, we had a meeting with the whole marketing. We decided, no, it's, it's a bit difficult to stay here a bit longer. We are not ha we're not having, it's not fun anymore. As it used to be, so yeah, was was a tense uh, mood in the whole company. That's why everyone left at the end. So, yeah. <laughs> but what I liked uh, from this period was that everyone's really friends. I mean, the this first generation or first or second generation Wundertechs, I'm still friends with them. So I'm still meeting them and yeah, having dinner. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, cool. Was it some uh, Daniel? Was some kind of you know, I know it's mean to say, like some kind of satisfaction somehow to see, like, hey, I left, and it's going down. And I know because I, it is, it's a you know awkward question, but like, I, part of me, you know, the mean part of me would probably think, like, I see, you no, know, I told them, um, was that the part of that, like, or not at all? Not towards my co-founder, yeah. definitely not. Uh, like, I the thing is, like, we also had. Every time we talked about it, like you know, at the end of the day, we were first-time founders, right? We were, we were kids, yeah, right? At, yeah, yeah. right? We were very much like inexperienced, mm -hmm. and we said stuff that was definitely wrong. Yeah, uh, 
I said more right things though. <laughs> but uh-huh. no, but you know what I mean, right? Like we 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 Definitely, we were both yeah, reflective enough yeah. to be like, okay, maybe that wasn't just our the best of of of, of times, but like yeah. uh it wasn't exactly like I mean I think the answer is I I can answer this better when we like go to the next step, yeah. which was because okay. I, I I let's go. I don't think I I I didn't feel uh, Schadenfreude as you would say. Yeah. In German. Oh, I, I, I did the, the best German word, yeah. you know. Because at the end Shame of the for other, like, what is it? How do you translate this? The... Yeah, happiness and seeing yeah. somebody else yeah. fail. It's a German. It's a <laughs> German word. You feel happy when it says a lot about German yeah. culture. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I didn't because at the end of the day, also like it was my like my reputation was yeah. there as well because it was I was the co-founder right. as well, yeah. and uh, you know, not even the shares, right? Like it, that, it mm. was more the I I also built this for 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 two years and not yeah. this working right. out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then. Yeah, what was the next step? How did you come back? Like, did you just get a phone call? Like, we need you. No, like, no, no, it was. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm going. It was very. Uh, so uh, basically, I wanted to get out of the 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 company in Amsterdam. I was there for four years. It was it was really cool because I mean we we were a moving platform. We also bought like a local competitor uh, in the Netherlands. We bought like a. a the assets of an insolvent company in Germany in Berlin and then we bought like the an Australian company okay. uh, doing international moves so it was really cool you know to, to yeah. do this buy and build kind of strategy but if I would have wanted to do that I would have become a banker yeah right? so but I, I didn't I wanted yeah. to be in the digital space so I was doing a bunch of like freelance work doing like interim management CMO stuff um, a lot of marketing growth uh advisory and i then reached and then like the 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 new old ceo uh like i didn't know a single person at the company anymore and the ceo uh he uh wanted me to sign something and Mm. i didn't i forgot again (laughs) but like uh and then i then he called me and then i was like uh so what's going on with the company? He said, like, I, I'm going to leave. Oh. Uh, and I and then I, I wrote an email to the investors and was like, hey, so what's going on with the company? Yeah. And uh, they were like, huh, okay, well, nothing. Because <laughs> like I said earlier with VCs, right, they want to, like, grow, 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 and then yeah. they want to have a big exit. With, nothing, and that's so, the problem. <laughs> so that was the <laughs> problem because they, like, and I get it. I get it, right? But they had a lot of investments that were much more successful that they had, to, and they only have – 24 hours in the day yeah so they weren't diverting a lot of attention toward uh, toward it but they were the grown-ups right yeah. <laughs> and I, I talked to them and i told them about like my ideas and everything and uh and they were like so what are you doing right now <laughs> right, so and then it got quite quick and then i met up with with roman who you heard earlier yeah uh, who was back then head of online marketing and uh with Allah, who is uh, back, who was back then senior uh, engineer, uh, and we met up in a Spanish restaurant in Berlin, <laughs> and I was like, "So wonder tax, that's 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 happening again." And they were like, "What? <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? Like, did you? What did you smoke?" Yeah. And I, uh, I was like, "No, no, it's like I'm back. actually talking to them, and yeah. this could be something." And everyone was very excited, and. Then I got the contract, and I actually 
beginning of 2022 came back as as CEO. Hmm. Uh, Roman immediately, alas, shortly later, and brought the band back together. Yeah, and we started doing stuff that we wanted to do back then. Hmm. You know, uh, it was a different stage of the company. Right, right. It was a different stage. It was it, so the the previous CEO. What he did very well though is he made the company profitable. Like okay. he. he he was able to, you know, cut some costs and right. do the marketing uh, uh, much more fa- focused on existing yeah. customers. But we were when we came in, we said, oh, "There's so much more potential to this." So mm. we started, you know, investing into to like getting out a lot of software uh, that was unnecessary costs. We moved into a service office, uh, but most importantly, we also hired more people doing product and marketing uh, yeah. because that was all outsourced. So we hired them back in. Uh, we uh, started doing like marketing campaigns on all channels, so Reddit, Snapchat, TikTok, uh, all of Meta, mm. Google, podcasts. Et podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. Uh, what? <laughs> it's just a marketing. T- <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. do the tax return, even if you're not in Germany, and use my codes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh so we we uh we, we, it was it was extremely fun because we were exactly, you know, I yeah. I said stuff like back then I was like we have to be on every, you know, channel yeah. and we have to and we just did that and we also launched uh, a bunch of new products mm. such as uh, the Grundsteuererklärung Oh, all, the Grundsteuererklärung. <laughs> <laughs> which all people had to do uh uh that ha- that owned a, a property in Germany. And we we launched a bunch of new products, and we also always had that what well, like to circle to get it full circle. We did a lot of you know testing. We did a lot of mm. testing what works, what doesn't. Yeah. Such as yeah. you know like we had the theory that Google Shopping could be a cool channel, and then we t- t- tested it really quickly, and then we saw it wasn't, so we shut it down again. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's same thing with yeah. these different tools. Mm. Uh, right now, we're also testing you know like the for for pensioners. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And the last two years have been fantastic. It was wow. the, is the best decision of my career that I've wow. that I've done. So uh, the the company started growing again, and yeah. still remained profitable. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it's that, incredible. That was, yeah. I mean, we what we tried to do is we focused on you know keeping the f- fixed cost base low mm-hmm. or, or like you know yeah. optimizing that, but then at the same time growing our our gross profit. So yeah. we weren't, we were in a different stage, right? We weren't. Uh, so I'm not a pure v- like saying like, oh, you have to get VC money, yeah. right? So we also didn't, couldn't mm. we? Because we were now like a medium-sized company, I mm. would say. How many people? Uh, now we're twenty people, 20. like more okay. s- small, medium-sized, yeah. right? Like small, medium SME company, and we were trying to not grow our top line. We're not trying to grow, you know, our revenues, mm. but we were trying to grow like sustainably. We were trying to yeah. grow our gross profit numbers yeah. and not s- overspend on marketing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What a story! It's yeah, really it was cool. a roller coaster. <laughs> what a roller coaster! And in the end, everything uh, well so far seems to be great. So it's really cool, and. I guess like my last question, then I will maybe allow for if anyone has questions, but my last question would be like, if you could do something different, like now you yeah. could go back in time and do something different. And I know this is always a hard question, yeah. so I'll just feel and keep uh, talking as you are thinking about and the weather is great. <laughs> now, but what, what would that be? 
So from a business perspective, I like I, I think uh, from a business perspective for Wundertax, like we should have definitely. Uh, I mean, we should have raised more, okay, uh, faster or like at least like not gone out to be. Because we were very like cautious about like our our fundraising strategy, we were very like, oh, well, you know, like let's keep it behind doors and stuff like that. While TaxFix like raised a lot, so but the thing is like at the same time, after so I'm not again, I'm not a saying like VC at all costs, but enough for your business model, mm -hmm. right? You know, don't don't rate a lot of like overhyped startups. They raise what they can and mm -hmm. not what they should, right? Uh, and or what they need, yeah. So. I would have said like if we would have been earlier and 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 more aggressive on the whole mm -hmm. VC strategy, we could have definitely you know like grown to a much more much yeah. bigger level. I don't know like I don't think five hundred people is the yeah. way to go for this business model, but mm -hmm. uh, I think from a business perspective that would have been mm -hmm. a smart move. Yeah. And now you're working with the, your co-founder again? No, uh, okay, he's, he's not in the company. Anymore. Okay, I, he left. yeah he left. Okay. Uh, so he left when the new CEO came. When is CEO? Yeah. Okay, but you're still now you're in good terms. Yeah, we're in good terms. Yeah, yeah. no, no I'm doubt. Sorry. Cool. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your journey here in the Wannabe Entrepreneur. Absolutely. And anyone, uh, uh, I guess, fan. Anyone has uh, questions? It's a great opportunity. We have the CEO of Wundertax here. Bidesh, uh, please come to the pulpit. So regarding the tax filing itself, right? It, it's um, yeah. one tax has, as you said, is in a competitive area where there are other players as well. Um, so going back to what you said before, in terms of trying to focus on the problem and not just uh, the solution of it, yeah. um, I'm wondering, in terms of filing taxes and the problems in that space that are currently there. Uh, how do you see one attacks actually uh, like trying to strategize to get to a point where people are not really afraid of the whole process, right? Yeah, I think you're, w the last sentence you said is the most uh, important one, actually, because people are af really afraid of taxes, right? So a lot of people are like oh well if if i if i put this in there or wrongly in there i'm going to do tax evasion and the the tax authority is going to arrest me and you know like people are actually very very scared to do something wrong so a lot of people even though they shouldn't wouldn't have to uh, they either hire a tax advisor or they don't do it at all and on average in germany you can get like a thousand euros back for as a normal employee because you always have something to deduct. Uh, but 10 million people don't do it because they're just afraid. And I think how we try to address that is of course, you know, like there's a big, like I mean, it also depends on who, who we talk to, but there's a big component of like content, right? Like we try to write a lot of content explaining stuff in an easy language. We do a lot of, you know, uh, TikTok videos in short formats saying like why you sh five good reasons uh, to do a tax return and and try to keep it like the language very simple in our tool itself in the uh, in the actual product you don't see things like you have to use form M or form A mm -hmm. and AUS or something like that mm -hmm. right so they 
we try to do very natural language to, to get people through it and show because if you use the government software, I think I would say like 90% of the of the fields or 95% of the fields are probably not relevant to you. But the the our tool try we try to minimize that and show 100% relevancy. So if you say like, "Oh, I have a I have children," then like the children thing pops up. Mm-hmm. But like in the government tool, you'd have to scroll through the children. Yeah. Uh, stuff yeah. like that. U- UX have, having good UX yeah. is is a key mm-hmm. to be able to address that 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 fear yeah. that respect uh, with the complexity. Yeah. I totally agree. I think if there's something missing in Texas, it's a good UX. Yeah, yeah, Sven. So I've used TaxFix and WonderTax and 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 Story Go on and off. I'm yeah. always like swapping around because I wanted to see which one is actually showing me the correct number, right? Because I would sometimes get different different results. Okay. And I think so. The last one I submitted through TaxFix for the exact yeah. reason that you mentioned. I think making it it sounds silly, but you know, just the simple fact of scrolling past pictures and entering single yeah you know data points inside made it seem less intimidating yeah and like what could go wrong there's just a field i put in you know it's a zero or one and then yeah. you you go next how how do you when you have such competitors how do you navigate the should we follow their path with regards to design stick to our own thing should we follow their path with regards to vc yeah. stick to our own thing how do you make sure you lead you don't follow and try to copy but yeah that was a good question do you want it's a very good question and it's <laughs> it's uh it's a tough question because yeah. that's basically my job. Right? <laughs> uh, what I have to ask myself. Can't you sell a course? Maybe? A lot. <laughs> uh, the thing is what I've learned in this case. So I think ta- like, I mean, I've, I've said also stuff. Uh, I've said stuff uh, like things I doubt about tax fix on a business sense, right? Like from a strategy sense. But uh, their tool for the use cases that they have is great. Like it's, it's if you are only like a, like a um, uh, employee that has employees uh, income and just a very easy case scrolling through it with your, with your, with your smartphone, of course, that's, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a well-designed app. It's very nice UX, but what a lot of people, uh, why a lot of people use our tool is, because we focus a lot on web, uh, so we're very much like a bit more grown up, I would say. So if you have a little bit more complex stuff, you can use us much better than if you just you know scroll through it. Because to be honest, like stuff, if you have income from as a, as a freelancer, I wouldn't want to do it on my phone. I would I would I would want to mm. you know do it on my on my computer. Mm. So. So I mean, this was also like kind of the strategy that like my predecessors had. That were, they were like, "Oh no, like taxes people want to do it on the web." Uh, for the larger market, I would say that was uh, definitely wrong. <laughs> like people want to do it on 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 your phone on yeah. the phone, right? For the easy cases, for the majority mm. of the cases. So that was the preamble. <laughs> yeah. uh, to answer your question, I think for us personally, uh, for for us as a company now. Uh, we have a lot of catch up to do on the on the app side right uh we're so so we're working on that we're making our mobile experience much better because a lot of people a lot of our customer base that has you know used our tool in the past and have easy easy 
uh, cases, they're they're more or less going to the mm. to the app, right? This is the mobile experience. But at the same time, we also want to focus on our strengths. So we've seen, for instance, uh, pensioners using our tool. They use the iPad, uh, mm. and that's that's a web interface, right? Like, and, and we focus on that strength, and we focus on you know like building out our tools so that it's also more or less com feature complete. Uh, so, long story short, I would say, you know, my focus is look at the market. What do the customers want? What do the, the, the users want? Where is it going through? And build toward, have that as an important factor to build towards. But at the same time, also see what your strengths are. And, you know, develop your strengths, your, 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 your why, why your current customers are, are using your tool, right? Mm -hmm. What is your differentiator factor? Exactly. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. also very business, business uh, uh, model dependent because we're, we're, we're living off of the recurring customers, right? This answer might be completely different for a different, different business model. Mm -hmm. uh, because because they might have you know daily customers or or even like just one-off customers like then the answer gets completely different but because we have those yearly customers we'll a big portion of our revenue comes from from existing customers we also have to see you know like why are they yeah. actually there yeah it makes total sense um yeah i think uh we'll uh, close up i mean we can just continue offline but it's already uh too long for me to edit no, <laughs> but uh I appreciate uh, you coming here, Daniel, or uh, I guess we both came here, but uh, it's really cool and uh, this amazing audience, you know, of people. So this was another wannabe entrepreneur and see you in the next episode. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much. Woo! <laughs>